close and let your love surround me and bring me near, draw me to your wonderful name of my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Greeting you once more this morning from Mums Radio, Miak Online Radio. 
And to those watching over Facebook. I'm Pastor Pule Ndlala from Mamelodi International Assemblies of God. Allow us this morning to talk to you on this caption. Yet, not as I will. But as you will. We are reading the book of Matthew. Matthew. Chapter 26. Just one verse. Verse 39. Because my mandate this morning. Is to pull. Every servant of God. Both clergy and laity. All those who are serving God. Who feel discouraged, who feel tired. My mandate is to pull you back on track. Because the harvest is ripe. And the laborers are few. Can you please read for us? Yonahewumanerile in NIV, it reads thus. Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it's possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet, not as I will, but as you will. Will you please pray? Umudimu, umudimu. Umudimu. Ubobose, Bumudimu Baba Longona, Monfasing. Raro, ya swanaru, Luena. Mupi, Waluose, Mupulushi, Moreculi. Papawaka, Yana Lemata, Ose, Kalina, Lelemata, Lacheso, Crestwan Nazareta. Lebadilwe, Linchulagaru, Mudumagaki Noto. Murumaka, El Ifisharu, Ituba. Murimaka linchulaga go ke bophelo le a fihla le a ge murimaka ka lebiso le le matla la Jesu Kristo wa Nazareth mohlankagadi wa go shumi song ya letjatsi murimaka makoti wa go shuena o dutsi fase o nya go thaetsa gore le mma mohla o tlo mo aga jwa murimaka le re linchulaga go o morata go wa mosola papa ke rapela ka lebiso le le matla la Jesu Kristo wa Nazareth Hore modumo ka tumula aga phushula riaka moka tshe o di swanetsego ka lebiso le le matla la morena le mophurushi wa rena le Jesu Kristo a tlo boa go ka pela pela modumo ka re rapela re ya leboga ka leina la Jesu Kristo mophurushi wa rena amen Where we read this morning Mo hore ba dile gona misonye It is Jesus at the garden of Gethsemane, the Bible says he took his apostles along. And then when they came to the garden, he took further the three, the three in a circle. Peter, James, and John. They went further with him. And he asked them one thing. To just watch and pray. And where we were reading. He went further than where they were. And the Bible says. He fell on his face. To the ground. And he prayed to the Father. The hour had come. For Judas to do his work. The hour had come. For Jesus to go now to the cross. Now he says. My father. If it's possible. May this cup 
be taken from me. But he makes a critical statement. He says, yet, not as I will, but as your will. I want to be talking to you Christians this morning to say Christianity is not a feel-good life. Christianity is not an easy road. It's a race that requires spiritual discipline. It is like a life and requires total commitment. Not partial commitment. Not commitment when things are going well. And lack of commitment when there is pain. Can I tell you that commitment has to be total commitment. Otherwise we can't call it commitment. A Christian life is a life of commitment. As long as you responded to the call to ministry. As long as you have received Jesus and have been baptized in the Holy Spirit. As long as you signed up to advance the Great Commission. As long as you have responded to God to occupy your position until the Lord Jesus comes. And you have allowed God to use you to impact your nation and to impact generations. I'm talking to you this morning saying, my father, if it's possible, may this cup be taken from me. What was Jesus saying? Was Jesus saying he doesn't want to go to the cross anymore? No, 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 no. Jesus was not praying to be saved from physical death. Rather, it was the first time that he was going to experience being separated from God. Remember, he had resolutely set himself to die for the sin of humanity. I want to say to you this morning, his prayer to his father was heard. And his prayer was heard and it was answered. Yeah. He was not spared of the spirit process he was about to go through. But he was strengthened by the fire, by the father to drink the appointed cup. Can I speak to you? You see, when God has called you, there will be painful moments. There are painful moments lying ahead of you. And when you go to God in prayer, do not expect him to remove the car. But expect him to strengthen you for the cup that is appointed for you. Remember God is omnipotent. Even when Jesus prayed, he remained the omnipotent God. But when Jesus prayed, God had power to remove the cup. But it wasn't about the cup. It was about the conclusion of the matter. Listen to me this morning. God will give you grace to undergo 
your appointed suffering. I present to you this morning that every one of us has got their appointed suffering because as you do the work of God, suffering has to precede the glory. There is always the cross, the cross, the pain of the cross, the suffering of the cross, the humiliation of the cross before there's the glory of the resurrection. And can I tell you, you will go through something that looks like the suffering of the cross, the humiliation of the cross, the pain of the cross before you come to your resurrection moment. Hey, I want to speak to somebody. You see at the resurrection, the Bible says the Holy Spirit raised Jesus from the dead and when it raised him from under the earth, from the lowest point, it elevated him to far, far above every rule, every kingdom, every authority, every dominion, every title. I want you to hear me. You need that pain. You need that humiliation. Hallelujah. My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken away from me. Grace will, grace will keep the cup. And grace will strengthen you to drink from the cup. You see, the grace of God will end able you to drink from your cup of suffering. Can I say it's a cup that has been tailor-made for you. It's a cup that matches your mandate. It's a cup that matches the size of the vessel you are. It's a cup that matches the territory of your influence. Allow me to say the wider the territory, the bigger the cup. Hallelujah. The wider the territory, the wider your sphere of influence. Expect a big gallon that you need to drink from. But I'm saying this morning, God will give you grace to drink from the cup because after drinking from the cup, you are being elevated, you are being productive. Hallelujah. Jesus. Yeah. It is important then to manage the challenges and to appreciate God's blessings. Yo, I want you to understand that statement. To manage the challenges, they'll be there. Your big cup. And to appreciate the blessings. Let's, let's look at Jesus so that we can understand. You remember before the verse we read in the same chapter, they had the Lord's Supper. Jesus knew when he came to Jerusalem that he's coming to Jerusalem alive for the last time before he goes to the cross. He knew it. When he washed the disciples' feet, he washed the feet of Judas. Knowing the mandate of Judas, I say you need to manage the challenge and, and, and appreciate the blessing. But, but when, when he was saving the Lord's supper, at the table, Jesus spoke with confidence. When he, he broke the bread, he, he said, this is my body. You, you can see the commitment to go through the cross. 
and, and he gives them the cup. And he says, he's, he doesn't say, this is the blood. No, no, no. He says, this is my blood for the covenant. You can see the commitment of Jesus. Now, now with this act, Jesus taught us how to manage the, the moments of misery during moments of joy. Remember, that's why Jesus said, in this life, you will have tribulation. In your life, as a Christian, there will be moments of joy. There will be moments of pain. There will be moments of shame. There will be moments of ridicule. There will be moments of rejection. Hey, there will be moments of humiliation. You, you need to be able to manage. Because you see the, the moments of pain, the moments of suffering, the moments of shame, the, of ridicule, they, they have emotions with them. And, and the moment of confidence, of doing and saying who you are, God will allow you to come to a table and he'll allow people to sit and, and use you to be the one to feed them. You need to be able at the table to give them the food that fits the table and separate the emotions. Because the emotions are for a man. Hallelujah. You know, I want to say to you, in the fabric of your calling, there's intertwined moments of misery and moments of joy. You need to be able to manage the season of your calling. Yeah. Mm -mm. There'll be a season where God allows you to stand on a podium and you are fruitful and it's miracle after miracle after miracle after glory of God seen after glory of God seen. But there'll be a moment where you look like you've been flung down to the ground. You need to manage the two. And can I tell you something? I said Jesus knew about it. I am talking I'm talking to believers who feel discouraged. I'm talking to believers who feel like giving up. I'm talking to believers who, who mixed the, the Hetemani things onto the table of feeding. Those who couldn't keep their emotions for a private time and brought their emotions to a public time. I'm talking about that person who, because of the pain, when given time to feed people on the table, instead of giving them food, he released the pain and the frustration. Because you are baptized in the Holy Spirit and because of God's grace, there will be times, darling, where God in his grace allows you to know about the pain you are going through before you go through the pain. There will be times where God will open your eyes to see the vessel that the enemy will use to hurt you before the time happens. But God will allow you to know it. Now, sometimes it will be the gift of the word of knowledge that, 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 that surfaces, that you know things that somebody didn't tell you about. God, and there will be times, maybe you can see it in a dream, maybe it will come in a vision, but grace, grace, 
will give you a moment to know what you are going to face before you are going to face it. To know the source, the vessel that the enemy will use before the time comes. And God, in his grace, will give you an opportunity to serve the very person, hey, to serve the very person at the table before you go to Getsemane. Jesus is our example. He washed the feet of Jesus. He, he served Jesus. Even when the hand of Jesus was at the same time, of Judas, was at the same time with his hand in the bowl. He knew about Jesus, but he never, listen to me, he never resented Judas because resentment is not the spirit of the Lord. He never hated Judas because hatred is not the spirit of the Lord. He did not blame Judas. Hey, Judas, Judas, Judas was an elevator Learn to give your Judas the right name. He's an elevator. He leads you to where you are going. You need him. Your Judas. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus separated words for the table from the emotions of Hetzeman. You see, you need to know, brethren, to never give your private fights at a, a, a public audience. At, at the table, there's a public audience. But your emotions are meant for a private time. That is why it's important to have a personal devotion. Your pain, your frustration, your suffering, your humiliation, all those emotions are private matters. Those are the things that you talk to the Father, not during a public prayer. No, 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 no. They are meant for a personal devotion because they are purpose. It's so that God can access your wound. It's so that God can remove your frustration. It's that God must remove your anxiety private and personal. So don't talk personal things in a public space. Hey, I'm talking to somebody. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. My God. Yeah, you, 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 you see your calling has got two things. Hey, Father, help us to understand. Your calling has got two things. Your calling has a posture that you take for your assignment and the emotions that you get through the assignment. The two must be treated separately. You see, when you take the posture for your assignment, you look at those God has brought around the table. And as they have taken their position, God is using you to feed them. Never mind what you are going through through. Feed them. And when you take the posture of, of, of your assignment, you take the emotions and take it to God. Privately. God will give you grace for the table talk. You need to serve the table. Yes, with Getsemane in mind. But Getsemane feelings and emotions must not interfere with your talk on the table. Yeah. Food something that nurtures 
Something that feels is served at the table. But all the other stuff belong to Hetzeman. Never be stuck on elevated moments. Every elevation is followed by a valley. Whenever you go from a mountain, expect another valley before you go to the next mountain. It's never possible to leap from one mountain to the next mountain without going to your valley. And when you look at the Garden of Hetzemani, in terms of comparing it with the upper room where they had the Lord's Supper, allow me to say Hetzemani was a low place. Hetzemani is the valley experience that I talk about. Your center, the, the core of your ministry, is in your low place. Yeah. And you cannot get your next high level until you deal with your fear, your pain, your struggles, everything at a low place with God alone. I wonder if you have gone through low place. You see, at a low place, that, that's where you cry without tears because you don't have tears anymore. You know, sometimes it's so painful. The pain is so intense. Even tears can't come out. At, at, at your low place, it's where you need friends to be praying with you. But all your friends are asleep. The, the friends of Jesus, the inner circle of Jesus, were all asleep when Jesus was having a private time with his father. So don't depend on people who will carry you. When you are coming to your private place, it's between you and your God. Yeah. At your low place, it's, it's your place to come open to God with, with how you feel what you think, what you fear, but remember, although you express it, remain committed to his will upon your life. Yeah, your, your, your low place gets you ready to preach one more sermon. You see, the best sermon doesn't come from studying the word and studying the dictionary and going to varsity and them teaching you how to structure a sermon. Your greatest sermon comes from the experience that God has given you in your low place because it's in that experience that you can minister with compassion. Yeah, from your low place, you'll be able to say, Father, forgive them. Because it's at the low place where God will show you. Although they've done what they did, it's not about them, it's about you. You see, whatever Judas did, it wasn't about Judas. It was about Jesus' mandate, and it was for us. Whatever you are going through, it's not about who's bringing it to you. It's not about you. It's about the table of the people surrounding you. And it will impact this nation. And it will impact generations. Because when it impacts this nation, it's the people on the table who now God will multiply and cause them to feed people coming after them with the same food that you have fed them. That's why it's important on the table to not mix with Hetzeman. At the table, we're looking at the bigger picture. In your low place, set your mind on the will of God. Yeah, Jesus had a will. Like you have a will, and I have a will. But listen to what Jesus says. He says, yet, not as I will, but as you will. Yeah, be prepared to live 
with what God will not change. We say God is an unchangeable changer. There are things that God will change. There are things that God will not change. In your very mandate, where you are placed by God, so be prepared to live with what God will not change. And all the time, when, when there are things that God doesn't change, you, you, you say this verse and say that I may know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering because you want to be like him in his death. Hallelujah. The Bible says his suffering flows over into our lives. But the Bible also says, so also through Christ our comfort overflows. Now at the low place, eventually, privately with God, you will get the comfort of the Lord. Yes, it's challenging, but submit to the will of God. What does this mean? Yeah. Mm. It means preaching the truth. The true truth of the word of God. Even when you don't feel like. Can I bring it into perspective? Maybe you are a mother. And God has called you to raise girls and boys. To live, to live holy lives. The enemy will attack you. Maybe you've got five children. The first one will be pregnant. The second one will be pregnant. Just under your nose. It doesn't mean you, can, you need to stop preaching. You preach the same gospel. That be ye holy. And you preach that sex before marriage is sin. Five of them may be down. You won't feel like preaching it. But when you say your will be done, you will preach it anyhow. Hallelujah. It means caring for those you don't wish to care for. You see, there'll be people. The, the fact that you are called, hey, there's no, there's no verse, darling. There's no verse that says you'll be handled with gloves. There is no verse, especially because you are called, especially because you responded. The enemy will come against you to Lani strong and hard. And, and, and he will use a body yeah, because it's a spirit without a body. You need to separate the body of the person used from the spirit that was working. And you need to care for those who didn't care for you. Let me tell you, after they humiliate you, the very night their life will be at stake. And God will wake you up. God will show you their lives is at stake. And God will tell you, pray. You, you, you need to remember you are a priest. You need to never forget that you are a kingdom of priests, saints. You need to be able. You see, that's why when you get your pain, you need to go to a private place, deal with your pain. And when you say, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they are doing. When God shows you at 1 a.m., you will go, and then God will use you to snatch them from death. Yeah. What does it mean to say, let not my will, but let your will be done? It means staying at a place and keeping your position when you feel like quitting. Hey, 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 hey. Sometimes the challenges will be such that the flesh, darling, the flesh majors will tell you our thing in You can do without them. The, the flesh will tell you, you can leave this place. And let me tell you, when, when they put pressure on you, the enemy will bring you a plate, a plate with delicacies. 
a plate that will give you more than what you get now. Let me tell you, you need to focus on the will of God about your life and say, not my will, let your will be done. Yeah. Yeah. It means going on when you feel like giving up. You, you see, when you come into a battle and, and you, you are on the ground and you struggle to stand up and the enemy hits you again and you are back on the ground, you struggle to give up and to stand up and you look around. There's no friend that you can hold on to. to stand. Let me tell you, even in that situation, you cannot give up now. You cannot give up now. Just go to God in the state you are privately. Hey, Wabona Mosis in Erling Moyon, Assis in Ian Tapele, Gerato Walibazalan. I want to talk to those saints who like saying, Pray for me. Yes, we'll support you. But there's a time where you don't even need to tell your spouse what you're going through because it's personal, it's private. You go to God and open up to God. Yeah. Not my will, but let your will be done. What does it mean? It means having to speak life, long life, to your persecutors. When, when actually you would choose to have God remove you, to remove them from your presence. But when you say, let your will be done, you will speak life on them. You will speak long life on them because you will understand you need them for your purpose and your destiny. What does it mean to say, let your will be done? It means having to, to trust God even when you are burying somebody that you trusted, somebody that was helping you in ministry, somebody who, who was a connection for you to do what God has called you to do. What does it mean to say, Lord, let your will be done? It means allowing God to remove your best of friends away from you and give you people to work with that you wouldn't choose. You don't choose fellow workers. Fellow workers have been appointed before they were formed in their mother's womb. You'll say, Muruti, what is my role? I will say in your assignment, when you say, not my will, but let your will be done, your heart must be in the right position to receive those that God has created in his love and the grace of God bringing them to help you. You need to have a heart that doesn't look on the outside of people. You need to have a heart that doesn't focus on the weakness and characters of people. You need to have a heart that says you need to have a heart that you'll never judge because you are not perfect yourself. I'm not perfect. I won't judge you. Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Your ministry, your journey is a lot of joy mixed with a lot of pain. I'm closing. Now, as a good soldier, you need to learn to endure hardship. We choose to undergo those trials because, not because we want to suffer, but because we want to obey our Father. You see, that takes trust in the plan of God. Short trust that says the plan of God will never fail. It takes watching and praying. But let me tell you, not praying your will, but praying 
with an obedient spirit. Praying, saying, God, whatever way you answer, I receive your answer. Because, God, you have the plan all made out for me. And, God, you know what is best. You see, Jesus is our example. He chose to endure pain in order to obey the Father. We choose to undergo trials. Not that because we enjoy them. We are simply trusting and obeying the Father. Listen to me this morning. With Jesus on your side, you can face anything and remain steadfast. Remain loyal to the Lord Jesus Christ. Wait spiritual warfare with wholehearted devotion to God. As you wage the war, your devotion must be to God. Like a farmer, patiently, in seed sowing, committed, to hard work and long working hours. I say to you this morning, like a farmer, yes, work hard. Yes, work long hours. But listen to me, payday is coming. Like an athlete, be willing to sacrifice and live a life of strict self-discipline. Why? Because a reward awaits you in glory. You see, those who endure and remain steadfast to the end will live and reign with Jesus Christ himself. Listen to me. I'm saying this morning, as we close, better days are coming. There are better days before us. I know the storm is raging. I know your heart is broken. I know there's darkness that seems to be standing before you. But there are better days ahead of you. I'm calling you, saint, to stand up, to take your position. I'm telling you, servant of God, my colleague, I'm telling you to separate things from the Lord's table, from things and pain of the Khatamani. I'm calling you to stand up and take your position. The Lord is coming. The time is near. The harvest is ripe. The workers are few. Yet, Lord, not my will, but let your will be done. It's a prayer of self-dedication. It's a prayer of commitment. It's a prayer that refuses to do anything less than the will of God. So help me, God. Oh, help me, God. So help me, God. Here I am, standing, trusting you, Lord Jesus, believing in your plan. I know, Lord, your word says you've got great plans for me. Not plans to harm me, but plans to give me a hope and a future. And I stand on that way. Hey, some of you, are carrying your Khatamani things. And I want you to stand wherever you are with your pain, with your humiliation. Today you feel stuck because of what they said. You feel stuck because of what the enemy has done. You feel stuck because of what they've done to you. Let me tell you, it's not about them. Don't forget, they are your elevator. You are heading for your next elevation. Hey, listen to me. With your pain, you need a private moment. Take your corner right there where you are. Leave the public. It's personal and it's private between you and your God. Take this moment to say just as I am. Just as I am. Oh Lord, I come to you. My heart is broken. I've been humiliated. 
I've been put under pressure. Let me tell you, sometimes you need the pressure. Because for a diamond to get from under the soil, you need pressure. You need the pressure. And you say, Lord, here am I. Deal with the emotions. Because I don't want to take them to the table where I'm to release the weight. But help me so I can finally say, Father, forgive them because I don't want to mess my mandate. Let us pray. You see, this is personal. My just today, not loud. Because it's yours, it's personal. I said it's personal, Karabo, it's private. It's personal, it's private. It's personal, it's private. It's not for the multitude. It's not about them. It's about you. It's getting your heart to be at the right place so that your heart will follow God wherever he takes you. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, you know the struggles that we go through as your children. In the name of Jesus. Father, you know my weakness. You know all my pain. Lord, you know my disappointments. In the name of Jesus. Father, here I am. I open my heart to you, my mind and everything. Here it lays bare before you. O King of kings and Lord of lords, I'm asking you, Lord, to heal every wound, every deep spiritual wound in the name of Jesus. Heal every emotional wound in the name of Jesus. Every physical wound in Jesus' mighty name. Father, help my heart to be right with you. In the name of Jesus, in my low place, in my central place, Father, I do not want to miss your will for my life. There are things, my God, that I would choose. But I say this morning, yet not my will, but Father, let your will be done. Whatever it takes, let your will. I'm committed, O oh Lord, to you, my Father. Teach me how to continue to obey you. Teach me how to continuously follow you. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, you see your children in every home, in every car, on every sofa. You see us all, oh God. You have heard our cry. You see our misery. You see our pain. In the name of Jesus, I'm praying for your grace that you lift them up. A grace that will set them ablaze and set them in motion. In the name of Jesus. Father, I'm praying for the restoration of the army of the kingdom of God, that every one of them will stand where you position them, my Lord, with the ammunition that you gave. And everybody, Father, will work at your command. In Jesus' mighty name, receive your glory, Lord, as we come back alive and take up your position. In Jesus' mighty name, Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise in the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Have a beautiful week. It's Pastor Pulenzala from Mamilodi IHG. If it was possible, Father, let this cup be taken away from me. Yet, not my will, but Lord, let your will be done. Have a gracious week ahead. I love you. Bye.